The Griffin mounts are a go, and Octavia and co. are ready to put this battle behind them. Will the skies bring smooth flying? Are the Griffins ready for the task? Or will going up ultimately be their downfall? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. I feel like now we are obligated to talk about breakfast food. Nope. <laughs> we can't break our streak. Nope. But I have a, I had a fun idea for a stupid little warm-up if you want to <laughs> okay. try it just to get I'll the creative juices flowing. <laughs> Sounds good. So as people may or may not know, you are a law person. That is correct. And I am a chemistry person, both of which are career fields with a lot of jargon <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so i thought we could share some of our not necessarily favorite but the weirdest sounding pieces of jargon oh. from our respective fields oh okay and we can i don't know maybe tell each other what we think those should be <laughs> so i'll tell i'll say what i think that your jargon means yeah. okay i like this i have to think of some to get some creative juices flowing. Yeah, I flowing. like this a lot. And you can't just use a bunch of Latin stuff. Oh, I was going to say all, you of, can all use my some stuff is Latin. Latin. Stuff. Use some Latin stuff. You can use some other stuff, too. Okay. You want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Liz Pendens. Liz Pendens. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> this is so fun. Liz Pendens. Well, you had to write your adventure with a character named this so i'm trying to avoid oh, going with it right. sounds like a person's name it does sound like a person's name it sounds like a uh, type of jewelry Ooh. with like some reptilian motifs that you would hang on a chain around your neck like a shorthand for a lizard pendant <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> Fun. What actually is it? Um, it's a type of motion. That doesn't help me. Um, Waving is a type of motion. <laughs> um, basically, it's it's a form of notice that something legal is happening. Okay, that makes sense to yeah. me. Cool. So it's on super surfacey. All right, stoichiometry. <laughs> stoichiometry. Okay. So, stoichy sounds very like a very fun word, and it makes me think of candy and kids. So, I think it's the way that you measure how pullable taffy is. Ah! <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, the ometry, it's like measuring the things. The taffy is very stoichiometric yeah, today. Yeah, it's like, oh, what's the stoichiometry of this type of taffy versus this type of taffy? <laughs> Uh, so, so what is it really? Stoichiometry is basically a measure of how m uh, ratios of things to, to go together. So if oh. you have a certain number of this, you would want, if you wanted to add them in a stoichiometric ratio, if you have 10 apples and you want to add a stoichiometric amount of oranges, you would add 10 oranges. Oh, so it's like uh, 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 10 to 10. It's like an equal number of each different thing. It doesn't have to be. You can have sub-stoichiometric oh. ratios in which things are less than other things. Could you have a supra-isometric? Yeah. Stoichiometric. Stoichiometric. Yeah. So you have more? It's just, in general terms, basically, ratios of amounts of things and how they go together. Huh. Yeah. I like that. Stoichiometry. Stoichiometry. You got another one? Um, Sorry, you have to give me a second. <laughs> yeah, precipice. Precipice. A precipice. Is when a newspaper 
or some other publication publishes a recipe within it because it's a press recipe or a recipe, <laughs> kind of like tasty but more credible. I love it because especially like recipe, recipe. So it actually makes sense because a recipe is an order requesting documentation. So it's it's all about you know documentation and things along those lines. I'm obviously all you listeners. I am not giving you any legal advice. None of this constitutes legal advice. (laughs) Just legal definition. Have to put that asterisk there. You got another one for me? I do. It's just kind of funny because what you'll obviously think of, micro moles. <laughs> oh, that is so obvious. You could also just... have nano moles or oh. milli moles oh, or mega moles. Or mega moles. <laughs> so I think micro moles are like, what are those wee little itty bitty microscopic creatures? Tardigrades? Yeah, so they're like the friends of tardigrades, um, and they have tea parties together, and the moles usually bring the baked goods, and the tardigrades provide the tea. That's adorable. (laughs) That is adorable. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) moles relate to stoichiometry, and then a mole is a particular amount of something. A mole is 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd of something. It's used to measure amounts of atoms generally because there are very atoms are very small and it takes a lot of them to I mean, do anything. Don't be rude. Not all atoms are short. <laughs> I said small, <laughs> not short. Hey, now we might have some atoms listening. You're small, Adam. <laughs> You're small. You'll always be small. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect because how they go together in that way. So we would have a stoichiometric amount of tardigrades to our micromoles. Exactly. (laughs) And you'd have to bring enough muffins so that everyone could at least have one and a half. One and a half muffins. So that it's not exactly the same. If you have any more, that's fair, but I I think I just (laughs) wanted to get some. I like that a whole lot. Let's go with in your... In your? Mm-hmm. In your face! That's <laughs> <laughs> obviously an insult. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. That's, That's all going. I got. <laughs> so um, in bankruptcy, we have the concept of whether or not something in years to the benefit of the bankruptcy estate. And basically it's like... If it would benefit something, or if it would if it would go to go towards something. Okay. Super hyper fine. <laughs> well, obviously, it's a thread count for sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Super hyper fine threads. <laughs> or it's a very new it's a step above Egyptian cotton. exactly. Super and then um, it's also a clothing store. Where everything is just very like one colored and it's just like super hyper fun. It's like very minimalistic, like just like crew cut t-shirts and boring jeans and everything costs $500. Nice. Nice. Yeah, those first two were very general chemistry terms. Mm -hmm. This is niche to my particular field. A hyper fine. Well, a hyperfine interaction is an interaction between an electron and its nucleus. And a superhyperfine is the interaction between an electron and the coordinating or neighboring nuclei. Ooh. Yeah. So it's uh, a step above just a hyperfine. Because you can have hyperfines super. and superhyperfines. Could you have sub-hyperfines? Not to my knowledge. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. You feeling warm? I'm feeling, the I'm feeling juices warm. Flowing. Got some stuff going. All right. Woo! Getting back, getting back there. Again, this was not legal advice. Not legal advice. (laughs) Not chemical advice either. Please do not build a rocket in your backyard. Or do. Model rocketry is a valid hobby. I guess I was just thinking of that daredevil who built too big of a rocket. Be responsible about it. (laughs) Build a responsibly sized rocket in your backyard. If you're a child, have adult supervision. If you're an adult, don't be an idiot. If you're an adult, still have adult supervision. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> Probably fair. It's dangerous to go alone. Bring another adult Bring another with adult. you. <laughs> when you're building your rocket. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, well, let's start the... I, I had to get us away from our breakfast trend. So there's some... Breakfast tray? Mm-hmm. No. Nope. How would you put nope. on a breakfast tray? Nom, 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 We're starting the episode now. <gasps> Kittens! <laughs> I think. Kitten invasion! Yeah, it's frying pan. Frying pan. So, welcome back, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Welcome frying pan has broken into the studio. He has. We have tried to keep him out because... Sometimes he can be a little bit of a weirdo distraction. Yeah. But he's, he's like, why are you cute. not paying attention to me? So hopefully he just finds a little space and hunkers down. Mm-hmm. Our closet doors are open to so help we'll, dampen stuff. We'll so. wander around for a little bit. But you have found some other large furry and feathery yes! creatures in the name of three griffins named Ruby, Meryl, and the Hammer. <laughs> Two old retired battle griffins and one young griffin who has not hit his prime yet. So you just uh, said farewell to Salma, the elven stable girl who was trying mm-hmm. to protect these griffins. You sent her home to her family to hopefully escape this invasion. And you have commandeered these griffins to fly out of the city and hopefully to Malik. Yes. So we're going to saddle them up. Um, griffins are the griffins, drag, uh, lion birds, right? Griffins, for those of you who need a refresher on what a griffin is, a griffin is basically the front half of an eagle and the back half of a lion. So it's got big wings, an eagle head, and like front talons, and the back half is big old paws cool. and like a lion tail. Well, that's good because th- that'll be a it'll be a bit easier. I feel like to ride something that is, you know, not purely bird like. Yes, it's a non-sloping exactly. back type yes. of thing. So these three majestic creatures, even though they are not quite fighting ready, you still have them saddled up. You're standing in this courtyard, ready to go. What do you do? Well, um, Octavia will, you know, kind of, she's decided to ride Ruby, um, cause mm-hmm. she kind of likes the older, the older ones mm-hmm. and, and likes all the experience that they have. Um, and so she's, she's on Ruby mm-hmm. and she's going to kind of put her, put her hands in the, in the feathers around their ruff and be like, okay, it's you and me and all of us. Let's, let's get to Malik girl. Ruby squawks. Um, and she kind of kneels down for you to hop on. And I will hop on. Okay. Who takes Meryl? Uh, I think Grancel will take Meryl. Grancel takes Meryl, and Carhoon hops on the hammer. Yes, this seems appropriate for Carhoon right. to have the hammer. The hammer. <laughs> and um, Octavia will look to Grancel and be like, you, you know, I I know that Malik is is, is west of of here, um, but I'm, we'll need some of your direction to make sure that we're going the right way. Of course, we can lead you on. Just fly that way until you see a big desert. <laughs> Sounds and then good. We'll probably have to land and rest at that point. How long hopefully, do you think it'll take? Well, hopefully, I don't know that there's uh, places to land in between. So hopefully, these. Uh, Meryl, he pats Meryl, hopefully you're ready to go for a while. You'll be able to rest plenty when we get to the other side, but time is of the essence, and I think we should try to go straight across. Sounds good. If these things can move half as fast as they used to be able to, I'm sure we should be all right. Well, I guess let's let's take to the skies and we'll see. Of course. Uh, everybody hops on. Griffins are... Ah! Squawking. You know, doing their <laughs> eagle thing. thing. Wouldn't it be then... terrifying, though, if it all of a sudden roared like a lion, though? Do you take off? We do. Who is in the lead? I mean, I'll be in the lead for a little while mm-hmm. until we get kind of closer to, you know, closer to the part where um, Grenzel will have to direct us a little bit more. Sure. But currently, we're just kind of heading due west. Okay. So you all... The griffins flap their wings, take a little bit of a running start through this courtyard, and lift off. They soar up 
over the rooftop of this hatchery and uh, begin ascending steeply. The griffins start purring because <laughs> oh, they are part lions. Um, Yeah, so they start ascending over this city. You rise up, you see the hatchery descend below you, and as you look down, you can see uh, the city is still chaotic. Uh, Swarms of people are moving toward the palace. You're not Mm -hmm. sure exactly if they're just taking refuge. Salma said something about an evacuation, so maybe they have a means out of here. You hope so. But you're not sticking around long enough to find out. You continue climbing up and up, and as you get higher and higher, you can see uh, behind the rows of elves running through their city. You can see the swarms of invaders Mm. making their way, spiderwebbing through the streets and alleys, and you can see the three dragon turtles still lumbering their way through the city streets, a triangle of terror and destruction carving a swath through the city. As you soar upward, Mm -hmm. you maybe see a few arrows or uh, javelins just kind of, not not even whiz by, but just like arc below you Mm -hmm. as you're climbing up, 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 and away. And the city begins to fade beneath you as you start climbing away. You can see little plumes of smoke and things coming from the city under siege beneath you. You start heading due west. Roll a perception check. Okay. Octavia rolls a natural 20. Woo! Total of 26. I'm carrying on that luck. Hopefully. Oh my gosh. So, as you start making your way out, like, past the city, you cross over the threshold of, like, the outer walls, Mm -hmm. and you can see outside, it does look like some other things are being set up. Mm. There are, like, little tents being erected that you think you can see. There are some siege machines Mm -hmm. being assembled that maybe came piecewise through some teleportation circles. And then you see from that camp, from the little headquarter commandy center part, something, just a little dot at this point, because you're so high up, but that dot is starting to get bigger and bigger. Okay. And bigger. And you realize it is something getting closer and closer to you. Okay. Which gives you pause because. You're We're in the flying. air. So, with that knowledge, how do you react? Um, I would be like, we have to dash. We have to. We have to go really fast. There, I. They might be. They might have some type of wing steed that is, you know, pursuing us. So we we gotta go. And she's gonna shout like shout this to Gransel and Carhoon. Oh, okay. You start trucking. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as Salma warned you, these are not necessarily prime species. Right. They are old or young and not in the prime of their life right now. Okay. So this figure that is rising steeply continues to gain and grow and grow. Roll another perception check. Okay. Ooh, natural five for an 11. As it gets closer and closer and closer, it takes you a long time, but eventually you do see wings flapping. And as it closes, you see what you recognize to be a wyvern. Oh, no! With something on its back. Oh, no. Roll initiative. Oh! I am not looking good here, folks. Okay, Octavia rolls a 12. And Carhoon? 21. 
All right, Carhoon would be up first. Okay. So we'll just have... Aerial combat! You're sort of arranged in an echelon right now if you want to be, or you can put yourselves in a line, however you want to be arranged. That's fine with me. We'll maybe drop into a line. Carhoon becomes aware of this thing gaining rapidly from below. Okay. What's he do? How far away is it at this point? Uh, we'll say it's about a hundred feet. Okay. So and closing. He's seeing it, um, and he's on the hammer, and he is going to um pull out his long bow, knock an arrow, and uh shoot at the wyvern, not the rider. At the wyvern. Okay. Roll an attack, please. 11 to hit. Miss. Okay. But he's going to attack it again. Mm Mm-hmm. 12 to hit. Miss. (laughs) Two arrows off the back of this griffin. Just fall into the city. And you hear... (laughs) Down below. (laughs) What's that sound that... The wheel, the yeah. yeah, I don't have that on my set. Um, yeah, so Carhoon fires too. Shoom, shoom, yells out to you, we're gonna have company! <laughs> and the wyvern flaps its wings as fast as they go. And shoom, 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 shoom. Right about there. Okay. It comes up behind <laughs> you and sort of levels off. On its back, you see a fur-covered figure that looks a lot like a knoll. Oh, so fun! But this does not look like the knolls you are used to seeing. Oh, no. This knoll has, like, patchy white fur, and its eyes are sort of intense and almost glowing, but not quite. It's got one hand around a set of reins, which are attached to this wyvern, and in the other, it is swinging a mace with an exceptionally long chain. Oh my gosh! And on the end of that chain are several, like, skulls with little spikes coming out of them. Oh my gosh! And the eyes on those are also glowing like a faint green color. He's just swinging them. Foom, foom, foom. It shouts out to you, I am Silvox, the cruel warlord feared among the gnolls. And your time is up, Soul Keeper. It's your turn. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> um, jeez. Does it look like a magic user? Uh, you don't necessarily get that sense, okay. but you feel like that weapon's got some magic yeah. in it. Combat in three dimensions. I know. Octavia is um, seeing seeing this guy um, and, and seeing the wyvern that it's on. Um, she is not looking too hot, and she knows Carhoon's not looking that that hot. Um, and she does not. She just wants to get out of here. She doesn't want to face this guy head to head as much as possible. So she is going to reach up just slightly and kind of like tear open space and the plane and as she does so and you see this rip, this giant rip in the sky as we peek into the Feywild and comes out soaring Freedom and Liberty! Freedom and Liberty! And they are going to like dive bomb Silfox the Cruel. Okay. They're also large of I, ah! do you have, you don't I don't have any more. Okay. Two S- giant eagles crash out from another dimension. Mm-hmm. Scraw and They are both going to attack Silfix. Silfox. Okay. Do it. Alright. This fearsome looking knoll. Is a fifteen no. hit? Is a 21 hit? Yes. Why did you roll twice? Multi-attack. Oh, okay. But I rolled another 15, so... 
All right, so none of Freedom's attacks met her Aww. beak or her talon. Um, but which one did I say? Freedom. Freedom. Liberty. Ah! Uh, her beak met, uh, got purchased. <laughs> Six piercing damage. And she's going to attack with her talons. There's a 20 hit. Yes. 14 slashing damage. All right, these two eagles fly over and harry this crazy-looking knoll on the back of this wyvern who is just zooming toward you. And they want to, like, kind of flap in its face and try to be, like, all up in Silphix's business. Okay. And then I'm going to... Pop a health potion. Is that okay. like a bonus? That's a no. That's an action action. Oh, is that a full action yeah. action? Okay. Um. Okay. Well. That sucks. Yeah. That your turn? That will be my turn, and then she will keep dashing, just pushing Ruby as much as Ruby can go. Okay. The Y Vern is going to make a bite at Freedom. And okay. a claw at liberty. Ah, uh, the bite is a nine. Miss. The claw is a sixteen. Hit. All right. So the claws deal maximum damage. Twenty slashing. Still there. Hardly. Okay. Uh, and then it is going to... So everyone's moving. So I'm basically counting most of the movement speed awash, except the wyvern is going to slowly gain because it can go faster than the your griffins. griffins can. Okay. And my eagles are very fast. Yeah, so it's going to kind of swoop underneath the eagles. It's not going to leave, but it's going to get a little bit a closer. A little bit closer. Okay. And then Silvox is going to look at the one that got hit and swing his cruel flail. Oh my gosh. Silvox can't crit. Okay. I will say okay. that. Okay. That's a crack. Uh, That's probably going to hit 25. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, no. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, so this is my do it. You're, it gets hit with one particular head, the flail of pain. Oh my gosh. For first it takes eight bludgeoning. Okay. Is it still there? Yep. Okay, well it would take an additional I'm gonna roll it anyway. It would have taken an additional 18. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Psychic okay. damage. All right, so okay. one of the eagles poofs. Yeah, Liberty is now gone. Liberty! Mutual. It is uh, <laughs> your turn, Octave. Wait. Did I have you go already? Yeah, you summoned Yeah, I summoned, I summoned the eagles. Shoot, that's... We put you out of order. It's the top of the round. It's Carhoon's turn now. Oh, okay. Sure. It should have been Carhoon, them, you. But that's fine. Oh, okay. That was my bad. Oh, okay. All right. Karin's turn. Um, well, he's he's just going to he he's seeing Silv Silvox now, and Silvox the cruel. Oh my gosh, he's going to levy two attacks at him. Rawr. With Rawr. his longbow. You are mine, soul keeper. Twenty-three. Hit. Three piercing damage. And he's going to shoot again for a natural one. There we go. That's our crit fail. Oh, no. Let's see what the listeners do. What did you do to us? You fall prone. Oh, my gosh. Roll a d12. Okay. 12. This is from, again... D and Deerhead. Thanks, D and Deerhead. It is called Snuffle Sniffles. 
A snuffalo hair <gasps> from your snuggle time gets caught in your nose. Oh, no. Take disadvantage on all attacks for 1d4 rounds while you sneeze it out. No! Roll a d4. Oh, shoot. This could be really bad. Four. Four rounds of disadvantage for Carhoot. That's not good. Oh, my word. <laughs> thank you, D&D, your head. Oh, I want to say thank you, but... Ah! Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. This All is right. so bad. This is Carhoon so has disadvantage bad. for four rounds. Okay. It is Silfox's turn. And then it will be your turn. We went out of order last time. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Creeps a bit closer. <laughs> Wings flapping. Poor Ruby and Meryl and the others are also flapping. Before they move out, though, uh, Silfox is going to take a swing with the mace at freedom. Yes, freedom is still here. It's probably gonna miss, but we'll see. Twelve. Miss! With the skulls swing by. by. Alright, it makes some progress. Your turn, and also freedom's turn. Okay. Freedom is going to catch up to Silvox. (laughs) <laughs> and she's going to use her claws to try to wrench him out of his saddle. Feeble ego. Roll a grapple. So you have to use athletics, and I will okay. make athletics or acrobatics. Silvox rolls a 19. I got a 17. Oh, so close. Can I use my Lucky on my conjured animals? I don't think so. Do you okay. have the text of Lucky? I think it's for your attack. I mean, it is, like, for mine. Yeah. Or for things directly against me. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if... I mean, I know I can't use it with Carhoon, but... I just no. think he, since I didn't have separate initiative. Okay. Okay, well, she tries to get Silvox, you know, out of, of the saddles to kind of disadvantage him in some way but that is all that she can do then okay <laughs> what's Octavia do um you did just get a plus one elven longbow and yeah. bracers so just remind you um I, I, good call on that reminder um so she's going to and it's a full action to drink a, bo- a potion okay no. imagine this you're flying through the air yeah. on the back of the griffin. You it have would to take reach in your pouch, seconds. find a bottle, pull it out, uncork it, dump it in your mouth and yeah. swallow. Okay. Oh my gosh, we're all going to die. <laughs> She's going to pull out her longbow and she is going to shoot at Silvox. Okay. Roll it. Natural 20. Natural 20. Oh my gosh. Woo! <laughs> the- Dice, give it them the dice, take it the way. Goodness I, I am on such a roller coaster of emotions right now. Well, this like, is the first time Octavius crit. I, I think. Yeah, that's true. I haven't crit in a very long time. Well, I crit when I was an Allosaurus attacking oh, that's the, right. the portal. That's right. All right, roll a d10. And re roll if you get a seven. Re roll if I get a seven. Okay. One. One. Okay, this is from, again, they gave both names. I'm just going to do first name. You know who you are. This is from Dave. Thank you, Dave. Uh, this is, you strike such a devastating blow that you do maximum damage on the first set of damage dice. You then roll the second set of damage dice and add your bonuses normally. So you automatically get max on the first die. Okay, so that's a D8. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, so automatically. that will be automatically be 10. Mm-hmm. And now you roll. And then I will roll it again. Yep. Thank you, Dave. Thanks. Knowing how I roll, that's nice to have max. Okay, and a five. Solid. So, 15. Well, it's it would be... Yeah, it would be 15. Sorry. I can math. <laughs> I obviously cannot. <laughs> so, 15 piercing damage to Silvox. Silvox takes the hit. Your arrows will do nothing. You will make an excellent prize for Crag. It is Carhoon's turn, unless you have something else you can do. 
Nope, that will be the end of my turn. All right, Carhoon is up, okay. soaring through the air. This wyvern bearing down on you. Oh, my, and he has disadvantage. Can Dis- you mark advantage. down the rounds somewhere? Or I yeah. can. This will be round one of four. Okay, he's first going to <sighs> steal himself and second wind. Sneezing against the... Darn snuffalo! All right, so he's going to um, he's going to second wind. Okay. Get some each pizzle back. Sounds good. <laughs> Rolled badly, of course. Oh no! Okay. Um, even though he has disadvantage, he is just going to attack Silvox again twice with his longbow. Okay. Well, that was a nineteen, so which would have been a crit. And a 17, so that's not too bad. So you're still going to hit. It just won't be a crit. Dang it. Seven piercing. Seven piercing. And he is going to shoot again. Again at disadvantage. Do it. That was another 19. But a 12. So, 12. 17 total to hit. That is also a hit. Okay. At least he's getting hits off. Mm-hmm. Nine piercing. Okay. Thwap, thwap. Keeping at it. Okie dokie. The Silvox's turn. Slaps the reins. The wyvern continues gaining. Okay. Did your bird take an attack last time? It tried to grapple. Tried to grapple. So it would have been up there. It's going to swing the mace before he goes okay. at the bird. Is this an attack of opportunity? Is he leaving? Is he not being adjacent to? Yeah, let me take freedom this attack anymore? first because freedom might not be around anymore. Well, wouldn't you get the attack of opportunity first? No, as soon I'm as taking the attack and then I'm moving. Uh, okay. Uh, that 14. Is understandable. That is a hit. All right. Uh oh. This is going to be, let's see if it's the same flail or not. This is the flail. Ooh. This is, well, let me just do this first. First. Freedom takes nine points of bludgeoning damage Okay. as the skull just slams into it. Next, I need Freedom to make a pretty important constitution saving throw. Okay. Five. Freedom is paralyzed. No! So Freedom's flapping along, tries to grapple, gets hit by the flail, and then it just like freezes up and starts falling. No! That's terrible! You are pretty high up, so it's not going to hit the ground, and it's only paralyzed until the end of its next turn. Until the end of Freedom's next turn? Until the end of Freedom's next turn. Okay. So I believe, and I'll look this up later, but I believe falling is a maximum of 200 feet per round. So Freedom just plummets like a rock. Oh my gosh. That's terrifying. So it's probably not going to hit the ground. Okay. But Freedom is effectively out of the fight for a few rounds. Yeah. Cheapers. (laughs) Silvox will consume all. Your turn. (laughs) And at the end of this turn, I guess, uh, Freedom will not be paralyzed anymore. Okay, right, because we're right after. How far away from me is Silvox now? Like 15 feet behind? 20. 20-ish. Can I throw a fire gem at Silvox? Pop the potion that was his, uh, that Fine Herald made for me. And like, kind of like a candle hairspray type of effect. You could do that in... It would take you, basically, an action to drink the potion, and then next turn, you could chuck it. I'd let the chucking be a, you know, interact with object. Okay. Throw, and then fire breath is your action. So it would take you this action, and you would complete it next one. Yes. Okay. But you could definitely do that. Do I know, would I have a concept of, like, how much damage that would do? It'd probably be close to a fireball. Okay. At what level? Normal, probably. Which is like how many D6? Eight. Okay. Okay. Pretty solid. Yeah. So that's what she's going to do. She's going to, she's kind of, had been keeping these fire gems as a last resort type of thing um, and and seeing 
uh, seeing freedom just plummet, mm-hmm. like having gotten hit by one of these mace heads, <laughs> and be like, A, she feels terrible because how horrifying is that? Um, and then B, she's like, okay, this guy is no joke. Like, we need to get out of here. And she, lit- she's literally like almost out of spell slots completely. Um, so she's going to fish uh, through her through her bag. She's going to pull out one of those uh, fire gems that we got in Jusulka's mm-hmm. lair. Um, and then, in the other hand, she's going to she'll like cradle it like in her arm in like the crook of her arm um, as she. You didn't want to say poop as she poops. <laughs> she poop. <laughs> pops the lid. I was trying to make that sound. Yeah. like a, Yeah, there we go. Um, pops the lid off of the potion that fine Harold made for her. Okay. And is it a one-use potion? Yeah. Okay. It's a potion. It's consumable. Yep. That's what it does. So she's going to, you know, like a fire breather about to bellow their bellow. Mm-hmm. All right. You down the potion. Yes. Clop, 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 clop. Okay. You know also that Silvox's flail will be in range next turn. Shoot. So, flappity, flappity, it's Carhoon's turn. This is round two of disadvantage. He. He's just going to, I mean, keep shooting with his longbow. He. All right. Isn't really a spellcaster. I mean, he got so two hits last time. He did get two hits last time. 18 to hit? That's a hit. Okay. Carhoon's the best person that's going to happen to. For sure. Five piercing. Just chipping away at what I can only imagine is a humongous mountain of hit points. <laughs> Ten to hit. No. Okay. And he, he misses with that second hit then. Okay. And he's just like going to keep dashing. Okay. Keep on dashing. Silvox's turn. Flappity, flappity. Mace at you. At me or at Ruby? At you. Okay. It doesn't care about the griffin. It wants you. Let's see if this hits. Natural 19. That will most likely hit. That's gonna do it. I rolled max damage. Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah. Are you going to make me re-roll that? Yep. The attack? Re-roll the attack. <laughs> you are very lucky. That is a 12. <gasps> Miss! Okay. That you was are my about to last take... luck point. <laughs> Let's see if it was worth it. How much was I going to take? You were about to take 15 points, and then he hit you with the paralysis. He uh, hit me with the paralysis yeah. one? <gasps> so you would have potentially been paralyzed. Would have been fun. Potentially been paralyzed, or no? You, oh, right, if you had made the save, save right? Yeah. Jeez. All right, that's what. Uh, so Silvox swings the flail. Is almost sure he's gonna hit, but then somehow at the last moment, it's just like, like Ruby <clears throat> hits a bit of turbulence <clears throat> and it goes <clears throat> an inch over your head. Oh my! He growls. Your time is up. It is your turn. Freedom is no longer paralyzed. Okay but is 200 feet down. So Freedom's going to dash. Her normal speed is 80 feet, so she'll get 160 160 closer. Mm -hmm. So that's good at least. And I'm going to throw, and he's even closer now, so I'm going to throw this fire gem just in this kind of general wyvern vicinity. It's like you're alley-ooping yourself off the backboard. (laughs) Yep. Toss. And, and then just like all right okay they're both gonna make deck saves and then okay. you get to roll 86 uh what is your we'll call this your dc just because my spell dc yeah 14 14 okay the wyvern rolls a 14 exactly the silvox rolls a Ooh, that's going to fail. Okay, so he's going to take full? Yeah. Okay. Does he have resistance to fire? You wouldn't know that. (laughs) 8d6? 8d6. Okay. Silvox takes the full. The wyvern takes half. 
28 fire. 28 fire. Okay. How's the wyvern looking? Uh, the wyvern is looking fine. How is Silvox looking? Silvox is looking hurt. Okay. Um, and so... Definitely looking hurt. Singed fur, a couple arrows sticking out of him. Swinging the flail, but is sort of grimacing as he does it. In pain. He's definitely... Would it have just taken been a, a lot of damage? Bonus action to like toss that thing in the air and breathe. Breathing is a full action. It would be a full action. Yes, I'm letting you toss it as a free in action. Air. Okay. So, unless you got something else, it is Carhoon. It is Carhoon, and he's going to just keep on shooting twice. Okay. He still has disadvantage. Round three of disadvantage. Do it. Jeez, Louise. That will not hit. Then he'll try again. Well, that's a natural 20. If only you roll another 19 or 20. I rolled two natural 20s. Oh, my gosh. I rolled two natural 20s! I rolled two natural 20s! That has to be like a... luck. That has to be like a mega crit. Like, come on. Two 20s on a disadvantage. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my... I have never had this happen to me. I have never rolled two 20s on disadvantage. Roll a d10. Reroll if you roll a 7 or whatever you got last time. A na... Uh, wait. Uh, I think one. it was a 1. 10. 10. Oh, come on! Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is also from D&D Deerhead. Head. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, D&D Deerhead. Uh, it's called Dragon Hoarder. Ooh. For so each cute. dragon relic Octavia possesses, deal an extra 1d8 of appropriate damage. Oh. So extra 2d8 for your super mega crit. I'll let you count that as the base damage so you could double that. So you can roll an additional your your base crit damage and 4d8. So 8d8 in total? What's the base damage? 1d8. So 68. Oh. Okay, fam, let's do this. 68? 68. 24, and I guess it will be a combination of lightning and cold and piercing. Doesn't doesn't make a difference. Uh, Big hit from the second attack. Thwap as your belt and ring just like lash out and attach some extra power onto the arrow. Silvox is looking pretty bad. Okay. Oh my gosh, I still can't get over. I rolled two 20s in a row. That was that was crazy. That was clutch. That was incredibly clutch. Oh my gosh. Well, because it's already I had already rolled so many 19s and 20s with this disadvantage, like very clutch. Oh my gosh, I am due for some bad luck. Okay. Silvax is, is looking Krantzel really hurt. Is not doing anything? No, Crancel is holding on <laughs> with both reins. He's a diplomat. With I know. a crossbow. He had a wee crossbow, so it was a It's a heavy crossbow. It's a uh, two-handed crossbow. Uh, okay. uh, so, Silvox is going to take one more swing at you, see how it goes, oh, and then no. decide what to do. Non-natural 20. Uh, hits. All right. Let's see what we got here. Which flail do you get? Flail of pain. Which could be bad for you. You initially take 13 bludgeoning damage. 13? 13. And then you take an additional 19. I'm down. Okay. You're down. The house rules you enter fight for your life mode. All That right. things are simplified now. Okay. So you can take a move action... And either a bonus or a regular standard action. Okay. Speed is halved. Can't take reactions. Disadvantage on all saving throws except for death saving throws. And you take if you are wearing medium or light armor, which you are, you take a minus two to your AC. Okay, that makes sense. At the end of each of your turns, you will make a death saving throw. If you take damage, we'll make a concentration check. If you fail it, you lose a death saving throw. You can be okay. stabilized by medicine check. If you kill an enemy in fight for your life mode, you stabilize. Okay. 
All right. Okay. Which puts me in a difficult position because Silvox is looking really bad and Silvox does not want to die, but Silvox also sees that you oh, right. are on death's yeah. door. Um, so what Silvox is going to do... And also freedom has disappeared. Freedom is, is effectively gone. Okay. Yeah, freedom can't really catch up because you're all moving the same speed freedom is. I just meant with, does my going past zero make her disappear like it usually would oh, with going yeah. unconscious? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're going to lose concentration on that. Okay. So, hmm, so is going to have this wyvern. Oh, here's what he's going to do. Uh, Silvox is going to grab tight onto the reins and his mace and get, like, flattened down. Okay. Onto the back of this wyvern. The wyvern's going to make an acrobatics check and is going to try to fly upside down to give Silvox cover so that he will be incredibly hard to hit. Okay. Because... I feel like it's very high... Unless he's, like, tying himself in, I feel like that should be an incredibly high acrobatics to hang on. I mean, these saddles have, like, things on the legs, so it's hard to fall off. Right, but even still, like, going up... I mean, you're going upside down. Don't tell me how to DM. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it better for my character. <laughs> I am a pretty lenient DM. No, you are. It rolled a natural 20. <sighs> okay. You're lucky that hasn't been on, on you. Me. Yeah, No. But this wyvern just shoom, deftly spins upside down and probably drops down a little bit also. Just so that Silvox kind of wants to stick around and see how things go. But also doesn't want to die. Right. So I'm going to effectively give Silvox three quarter cover. Jeez, because there's okay. a wyvern body in the, the way. way. Okay. It is your turn. You can make a bonus action. Or a standard action. Okay. And a move if you want to jump off your wyvern. <laughs> or your, your griffin, that's okay. fine. Um, where does Carhoon fall in the order again? After, uh, at the start. So after this will be a new round and it will be Carhoon's turn. Okay. Can she defer until after Carhoon goes? You can ready an action. But you'll still have to make a death save this turn. Oh, right. Can I see Silvox? Like, can I even see a part of him? I mean, if he's not behind total cover, I should be able to see part of him, right? You can see little bits and pieces. Okay. I'm going to cast Suggestion on him. Okay. Would you please make Would you please? a wisdom saving throw? All right, Sylvie, what you got? That's a 24. You're fine. Pretty wise, actually. Oh, okay. Or just mentally fortitudinous. Fortitudinous. Okay, okay. Your mind tricks will not work on Silvox! Dang it! Roll a death saving throw, please. Oh my gosh. Two. You fail once. Three failures and you're dead. It's Carhoon's turn. Okay, I mean, um, the wyvern doesn't seem that damaged, right? The wyvern is not terribly damaged. Um, and you can only ready one action, right? You can't ready, like, a multi-attack. I was nodding my head and shaking my head. That is why I okay. didn't say anything. <laughs> okay. And three-quarters cover gives you... Plus five. Jeez. I could have just given him total cover, but I didn't because yeah. I'm a benevolent DM. <laughs> this is Carhoon's last round of disadvantage as he sneezes the snuffle hair out of his nose. Achoo! Carhoon's gonna ready an action. Okay. As soon as he sees Silvox in this not covered state, he is going to attack. Okay, you will get one shot. With his bow. That's okay. Carhoon right. readies that action. And now he's done with his disadvantage. I think he'd still have disadvantage on that attack. Mm -hmm. It would it, no, because the round would be over. It's still his turn, though. No, it's not, because it could happen at any point. Again, you make these eyebrows like you're the referee of this game. <laughs> I am. I arbitrate the rules. 
This is my domain. You but, have no power here. <laughs> but no, it makes sense because I mean, if it's disadvantage for certain number of his turns, yeah, you know, it's no longer his turn. That's fine. You only get one shot without disadvantage. Exactly. So it's. It, I'll allow it. Why? <laughs> thank you. All right, Carhoon does that. It is Silvox's turn with the Wyvern. Wyvern flips over. Shink. And Silvox is going to take another swing. Well, first it'll trigger my mm-hmm. ready action. So you better hope you kill him. 14 to hit. That's a miss. It was almost on 19. All right, Silvox is going to... My hands are so sweaty. My hands are so incredibly sweaty. Palms are sweaty. Yeah. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. Yes. All of all of that is very relevant right now. You going to roll this in front of me? <laughs> I think I will. Uh, yeah, it's going to roll another attack because this is a bloodthirsty creature on the hunt for death. Granted, if it hits you, you'll have to make a concentration check. Okay. And if you fail it, you will fail a death, a death save. saving throw. If you succeed... You don't. You're fine. Okay. But if it does a lot of damage, it will be difficult for you to Right. So, for the attack roll. And my AC is lowered, right? By two. Okay. That's probably going to do. Yeah, my AC is 15 right now. That's a 23. Yeah. To decide which flail, you don't want this to be a three or a four. And it's a four. And it's a four. Which means you're getting the flail of pain. Um, let me roll the damage so we know what DC your concentration check will be. I only rolled a one on the first D10. So that's six. Remember six. And then the additional pain damage. It hasn't used its flail of madness once. I'm going to die. I don't want to die. So it was, I rolled really well on the additional damage. It would have been 27 plus the six. So that's 33. Half of that is 16. So I need to make a 16. You need to make a DC 16, 16 constitution, constitution constitution saving throw. Or take a death save. Natural 16. Ah. Whoa! <laughs> Hanging on by like, she's just like, oh my gosh, Octavia is just like, she's kind of bowed over over Ruby's back and her hands are just like digging into the feathers on either side and she's just like I feel like her vision you know is just kind of going in and out and and the sound mm-hmm. all around her's almost gotten to that you know when you're in movies when you have like that underwater like quiet yeah kind of like and she can hear the blood pumping through her veins oh my gosh and she like feels she like you see her body like move as she gets hit with a mm-hmm. flail, but it's like almost it just doesn't react as much as she's just like holding on. Okay. And so the wyvern we'll say it used half of its movement to flip over because that seems fair. It's a pretty acrobatic maneuver. Uh, after doing that and seeing you stand strong, Silvox, who is looking very bad, pulls the reins and starts diverting the wyvern back toward the camp. Oh my gosh, seriously? He moves 80 feet back. Shoom, shoom, shoom. Okay. It is your turn. Okay. I'm going to pop a health potion. Okay. <laughs> Um, would these are these just potions of healing or are they potions of greater? It's a potion of healing, as okay. far as I know. Alright, you pop the potion and stabilize as Silvox shouts, This is not the end, Soul Keeper. Silvox will return. And Hopefully starts flying not. back away. Okay. And we'll pick up there next episode. Oh! You'll not get away so easy! We'll see. Um, Go ahead and man. take us. Eight. All right. I'm sorry, my tongue was tied there for a second because a lot has been going on this episode. Goodness gracious, everyone. Woo! If you like what you heard in the past hour or so, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. It's a really great way for us to grow our audience um, and bring more people into the Me, My Spouse, and a Die family just like y'all. 
Also, if you would like to submit a crit card, like you heard in this episode, and you've been hearing a bit more lately because my luck is maybe turning, um, you can do so on our website. That's me, my spouse, and adai.com, and there's a form for you to fill out there. Or you can just send us an email at me, my spouse, and adai at gmail.com and just put critical hit or critical miss in the subject heading. It's super fun having all of these crit cards as you can as you can see or as you heard more likely. Um, they really change uh, how the how the show goes and how combat goes down and it's it's just really fun even if it's a critical uh, miss against us. It's it's just fun to kind of uh, you know change things up and have it be a little bit different. Again, thank y'all so much for listening and catch y'all next week. <laughs>